Wreak havoc. Havoc. News, interviews, and more. We just reek of Huntsville Havoc Hockey. Back with another Reekin' Havoc podcast. In case you missed our social media post, we've had to make a switch to this week's schedule. We were originally supposed to hear from Cole Reginato, but circumstances forced us to delay his visit until next week. This time around, we'll hear from former Havoc goalie and assistant coach and current head coach of the ECHL Fort Wayne Comets, Jesse Kalicki. That's all coming up next on the Reek and Havoc podcast. The Reek and Havoc podcast. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to daddyoscustomtees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With Daddy-O's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for Daddy-O's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to daddyoscustomtees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back, or front. Let's go in the slot. Welcome back to the Reek and Havoc podcast. This week in the slot, we have Jesse Kalicki, former Huntsville goalie and assistant coach, who was recently announced as head coach of the Fort Wayne Comets in the ECHL. Let's start at the beginning here. Give, give us the scoop on Jesse Kalicki. Where are you from and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm uh, from born in, uh, born in Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, raised there, and um, yeah, played my minor hockey all in, uh, in Edmonton area, and um, that's, uh, that's where my family uh, still lives today. Okay. Uh, what what did you play growing up, sports wise? Just hockey. Uh, really, yeah, really just hockey. Where where I lived, it was uh, it was it's basically winter's winter for ten months of the year, so um, you don't get to play a lot of summer sports because it's not much of a summer. Yeah, yeah. It, did you have any siblings that uh, that you'd get out and play with? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um I have uh I have an older sister who uh <clears throat> she uh she rode horses so we we grew up on a uh equestrian farm and um so she rode horses and uh and then yeah my best friend uh my best friend lived with us uh from from 14 years old so we were we pretty much did everything together. Okay. Did you get your sister out to play hockey with you in the in the driveway no, or <laughs> no no she uh she wasn't much of a hockey she still isn't much of a hockey fan to this day <laughs> well maybe she could play polo you know that's kind of close to <laughs> hockey yeah yeah she's uh yeah i think uh you know she's all like like a lot of siblings she's uh she got dragged to a lot of hockey tournaments and uh you know a lot of uh a lot of time on the road for, for my hockey. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of resentment there for her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll start to say she probably loved that. How, how, how much older is she than you? Uh, two years. Two, two years. years older. Okay. Me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What, did you always play goalie? Uh, yeah. I mean, as far back as I can remember, my, uh, my father was a, was a goalie and then his father was a goalie and, um, 
yeah, I don't know how it really turned out that way. My dad never, never pushed it upon me, but, uh, um, yeah, just kind of turned out that way. So it, uh, it, uh, as far back as I can remember, I, I, that's all my hockey memories are, are goalie memories. Did, did you ever want to play another position or? Uh, no, no. I mean, I always thought the equipment was really cool. So, you know, I loved, uh, I loved that aspect of it. And, um, you know, I, I had a little bit of success at a young age and, um, from that point just kind of settled in and, and, uh, and went that route and, um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I always thought that, uh, I mean, my kids played soccer and sometimes they would play gully and I always thought, well, that, can kind of be you know if your team is really good that could be kind of a kind of a lonely position because you're back there at one end of the field or rink watching the other guys out there and yeah you're you're basically an individual in a team sport sometimes yeah and i guess it might be might be maybe not at the professional level but you know the younger levels you might could get lulled to sleep (laughs) if you're not careful Yeah, or if you played on bad teams, you were you oh. were uh, you were really busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, who's who are some of your uh, sports heroes? I mean, I, I don't guess it would have to have been hockey players, but uh, who were some of the guys you like you, you looked up to and uh, like maybe the way they went about their whatever their individual game was. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I think I think like every. Like every boy, I mean, my my dad, you know, was a was a huge influence in in my life and my hockey career. You know, I I can't remember remember uh, many games where my dad or my mom even like weren't my you know my parents were at every game and um, I think literally every game I ever played. So um, you know, I think that uh, that's always something that that stuck with me and. Um, you know, so, so my parents, first of all, and then, um, you know, I grew up, I grew up an Oilers fan, you know, growing up in Edmonton. So, um, you know, I obviously loved, uh, loved the greats in Edmonton, you know, Curtis Joseph and Bill Ranford and um, some of those guys that, uh, that won Stanley Cups there. And um, those are kind of always the guys that, uh, that I looked up to uh, growing up. Okay. Um Okay, so you you played several years of junior hockey up there in Canada. Uh, you didn't play ho- college hockey. Um, you chose no. not to go that route. Yeah, um, I was I was uh, I was planning on it. Like I was all enrolled and everything in in school, and um, I got a call. Yeah, I got a call um, to see if I wanted to. I mean, I loved playing, and I got a call to. Uh, to uh, go to Knoxville and um, you know, I didn't really know what I was getting into or much about the league or I really didn't know anything, you know, looking back on it in hindsight. Um, it's, it's pretty funny, you know, so my parents and I, we road trip down to Knoxville, Tennessee and ended up uh, finding a way to make the team as a 21 year old kid. And um, yeah, just uh Hockey was kind of the life I was living at the time, and and it turned out to be, uh, you know, some of the some of the best things I ever did. Well, what what were your expect expectations about hockey in the South, coming from Canada? Yeah, I I didn't really like 
like I said, I kind of went in, like, in hindsight, looking back, like, um, didn't know anything about what I was getting into. I didn't know the league. Yeah. I didn't know anybody that played in it. Um, I didn't know the, the caliber or quality of player. I guess in some way I was a little naive of, um, you know, just kind of going down there and, and uh, you know, thinking I was going to make the team. And it uh, ended up turning out that way. And, uh, you know, I, when I remember talking to the coach, Mike Cragen at the time, and um, Mike said such, you know, positive things about uh, about Knoxville. And, and then I remember, you know, you get in the building, you see the fan support and uh, for those exhibition games. And it, it was it was crazy. So um, I guess I found out right away. But uh, I would say I, I didn't go down there with, with any expectations of having any idea what to expect. Okay. Okay. Not that th- these folks just know how to play football, not not play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything about football either. So it was uh, – yeah, I've learned a lot, like, in hindsight. Now, looking back, like, it's amazing, you know. It's it's just it's amazing how far, you know, that one trip to Knoxville, you know, here I am. God, I don't even know how many years later. And, you know, now I live in America, you know, like, married to, married, married to an American girl. And, you know, like, here we are. So it's it's funny how that one experience, you know, changed my whole life. Yeah. Well, you went from there, and you were with the Ice Bears, and in Pensacola for me for a year, and then went to Louisville for six games before you before you came to Huntsville. So, so how did that journey go? How did you make it here? Yeah, that was uh, it was crazy. Yeah, I played uh, started in Knoxville and um, had you know had some played well at times, played poor at times, and. Um, you know, I was a young kid just trying to figure everything out. And, um, and then I got traded to Pensacola with, with another player, uh, Paul Holder was his name. I remember that we got, uh, we got traded to Pensacola and, um, that was awesome. It was a great experience. I remember we went to the finals that year, um, and really, really enjoyed my time in Pensacola and then went back the, the following year and, um yeah just new coach knew everything didn't didn't uh, end up making the team out of camp and then um went down to uh to louisiana in uh, lafayette and i was there for uh i was there for a while i i, I didn't play a lot because the other goalie was uh, riley gill um he was awesome he was a really talented talented guy um so kind of backed up riley for for uh for quite a while and then uh eventually uh ended up uh finding my way to uh to Huntsville and as I guess as the as the story goes that turned out to be uh you know the perfect fit for me you know it was kind of a kind of a crazy story you know getting to Huntsville not really knowing what the situation was going to be Dan McWinney was there the team was a borderline playoff team. And then uh, like two games left in the regular season, Dan had uh, uh, he had to get an appendectomy. And uh, I remember I was at a movie and uh, Glenn Tulio called me and he said, uh, Dan's out the rest of the year. He said, uh, you're our guy. 
And I remember that. I still remember that to this day, sitting uh, sitting at the movie theater on Bridge Street and getting that call from Glenn. And and uh, what a run that was. I mean, the team of cast-offs and um, guys that nobody wanted. And, you know, we, we knocked off the first-place team, beat the second-place team, and we ended up losing to, uh, to Pensacola in the – in, a, in the finals that year, but it was uh, it, it was an amazing run by, by by quite the group of guys. Sounds like a movie script there. Yeah, it was. It was the only I guess the only thing that would have been better is if we would have won. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we ended up losing in in game three. But it was uh, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty amazing from from that group. Well, now you stayed here in Huntsville by far the longest of any place, counting your time playing and coaching. What what was it about the or what is it about the havoc that made you want to hang around so long? Uh man, it's it's everything. I mean, the the city and the town is uh, it's amazing. I mean, who who doesn't love Huntsville and the Madison area? I mean, we we loved it. You know, I got married there. Um, you know, my my wife, my now wife, we we lived there and, and loved it and, you know, members of the community. And then, you know, the havoc, like the, the people, obviously starting with Keith and Becky Jeffries, like amazing ownership group. And, and then, you know, you got the, the Tulios, Glenn, Jen, their children, you know, who I'm still really close with to this day, you know, Glenn and I talk, uh, you know, two, three times a week sometimes. So, um, you know, just the people and, you know, some of my, some of my good friends are there that, you know, just Justin Strickland, the, I don't even know his title with the Havoc now, but, you know, one of my really good friends and um, just funny at the, yeah, just all the people there that, uh, you know, turned out to be big pieces of my life. So um, love Huntsville, love the Havoc. And, um, you know, I would, I, who knows, maybe one day down the road or, our path will lead back there. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a common story that that I hear from, uh, you know, a lot of the former players and and the ones that are still there too. Um, you know, the word family gets thrown around a lot, and not thrown around, but used a lot. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a pretty special place. It's a pretty special organization, and you know, I I I remember when I when I first came there. You know, like the the big crowds and the crazy atmosphere and all that stuff. Like that wasn't even that wasn't even a thing yet when I was there. You know, like we were still had pretty small crowds and um, you know, I remember the the first year I went there, we went to the finals. That was really that was really the first time the building was packed. And then you know, as the years followed, like the crowds got bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier, and just the havoc took off and. Um, but you know, I, I remember my days of my early days of being there, like that definitely wasn't the case. So, um, you know, it's amazing what, what good people, um, can do for, uh, for, uh, an organization. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember how many sellouts they had this past year, but it was a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, after you retired from playing, you were assistant coach in Huntsville and director of hockey operations, and that that's a role you all also filled in, filled in Fayetteville, along with being the head coach there. But what does what does the director of hockey operations do? 
Uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's really just a title, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's really just a title. I mean, for the most part, you know, Glenn and I or um, Glenn and I in Huntsville or Corey and I in Fayetteville or Brad Florida, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, we, you know, we joke, we used to joke all the time here in Florida. We'd say it's a two-man barbecue because, you know, that's that's really what it is. You're the head coach and the assistant coach, you're, you're doing everything. You're booking the travel, you're you're uh, making lineups, booking hotels, you're managing apartments, you're managing travel in and out for players. Like it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, the coaching aspect of the job is such a small, small percentage of it. So it's, uh, you know, it's all the other stuff that, you know, people don't see behind the scenes that uh, really take up, take up all the time with the job. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that the head coach, at least, you know, in this league has to wear a lot of hats and maybe that, maybe that title is supposed to make you feel better about, you know, all that extra stuff that you've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, I guess titles mean a lot to people. And I guess in our business, it's, uh, you just, you know, you're doing whatever you can to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good on a resume, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, well, now, did Fayetteville come a calling, or or were you ready to take the next step? And and an opening came up there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, Glenn and I were together for for three seasons, and um, you know, I think what we did was was pretty special. I think you know, Glenn Glenn has uh, such a great vision, and um, he's such a good man, and you know, I think together we were kind of able to to lay a blueprint which turned out to be uh you know the the havoc way i guess you could say and um you know i'm pretty proud of what that organization has done and um you know after my third year there we won the championship and um like anything i think as a coach or player or person or any type of professional i think your your goal is to always grow and you know i knew if i wanted to uh if this is what I wanted to do for a job, I needed to find out if I could do it. And, uh, you know, so it, uh, job came open and like anything else, you, you apply and you see if you get it. And, um, yeah, just, just, uh, got lucky, I guess, turned out, uh, turned out to be the man for the job and, um, you know, things went well. So, uh, very, very thankful for my time in Huntsville to, to lead me to Fayetteville. Well, I don't know if I'd say you got lucky. I mean, you seem to be kind of a, I don't know if I'd say a golden boy there, but, a, a, you know, a, you, you've, you've, you, you're moving your way up uh, in the hockey world. You, mo- you moved up to the Florida Everblades in the ECHL to be an assistant. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Like we were, you know, I took over a, uh, that team in Fayetteville, I took over. We were at the time we had the worst. The team I took over is coming off the uh, worst record in league history. So um, we had a lot of work to do in Fayetteville, and uh, you know my second was the COVID shutdown, but we uh, we ended up finishing uh, in first place, and I think we would have had a shot at a championship. And um, you know I think that work that uh, we did in two years in Fayetteville, I think it ended up. Uh, I guess 
you know, putting my name out there to some people that, you know, I guess they thought I did a good, good enough job. And, um, Ralph reached out to me from Florida and asked me if I would be interested in applying for the assistant coaching position. And, uh, I did. And again, you know, kind of got lucky that, uh, I got the job and, uh, what a, what an experience, uh, you know, this, this past three years have been in Florida. Like it's, it's another, like I've just been blessed to go from great organization to great organization and, and things have worked out, uh, you know, pretty good for me. So uh, I'm very, very lucky. We'll be back with more of the Recon Havoc podcast. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-200-6543. 800-200-6543. That's 800-200-6543. Hey, this is Sainatkevich here, and you're listening to the Reek and Havoc podcast. Salut, je suis Sainatkevich, puis vous écoutez le Reek and Havoc podcast. You mentioned the COVID year. You were named Coach of the Year in Fayetteville that year, and then, you know, you're in Florida. You win back-to-back Kelly Cup titles, and uh, now you're the 30th head coach in the history of the Fort Wayne Comets uh, who— 30th. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're going into their seventy second season too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. We're the uh, in Fort Wayne. We're the uh, the second oldest professional hockey team in North America behind uh, behind the Hershey Bears. So um, you know the long tradition of of Fort Wayne and the Comets is uh, it's crazy. You know to think that uh, you know I, I was meeting since my time in Fort Wayne, you know, I've been meeting, uh, you know, some of these guys that played on teams when they were young men. And, um, you know, now these guys are, are, are older and, and their grandchildren are coming up and playing. So it's, you know, it's pretty cool. The, the history and the tradition of the comets and, um, you know, hopefully we can, we can bring a little bit of our, uh, our winning ways to, uh, to Fort Wayne and, and, uh, you know, lift the Kelly cup above our heads in the future too. When I saw where uh, recently retired Havoc equipment manager Billy Welker's dad used to own the Comets. Yeah, Billy. Uh, Billy's awesome. I know. Uh, I know. When I was going through the interview process, um, Billy. Uh, Billy was awesome and reached out to uh, some people that he knew up here and put in a good word for me too. So um, you know, Billy's definitely a guy that I still keep in touch with and. Uh, yeah, you, you meet a lot of people that have kind of, kind of gone through, uh, gone through the doors here for the comments and, uh, you know, just to be a, a small part of it, I feel, uh, I feel extremely lucky and, um, extremely grateful for the opportunity and, 
uh, you know, I just, just want to make sure I make people proud who, who gave me the chance to, uh, to lead this team. When a Fort Wayne lost in Game 7 of the playoffs the last couple of years, and now you turned Fayetteville around, uh, I guess Comets fans are wondering what your plans are for getting the Comets over the hump. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> I know they've they've had some tough uh, tough losses over the past couple of years, and uh, it's a tough division. I mean, it's a really good division that we play in here with, uh, you know, you're always going to run into a powerhouse team in Toledo. Cincinnati's done a great job. Kalamazoo's an up-and-coming team. You know, I think their coach is doing an awesome job. A, you know, younger guy that's, uh, you know, really turned turning that program into a good team. And um, and then, you know, we got our uh, our in-state rival, the Indy Fuel. So, you know, our division is a – it's a gauntlet. And I think uh, for me it's, it's uh, you know, we're, we're bringing in some new players and um, changing the core around a little bit. But – uh, I think for us, it's trying to build a team that uh, that can do it every year, and uh, I think that's the the goal is to have long term success. And you know, it's it's really about trying to find good people and and get them in here, and um, and then usually the the hockey part takes care of itself after that. Well, I, I don't I don't guess SPHL teams are affiliated with with NHL teams, but uh, I see you mentioned the Edmonton Oilers a while ago. I, I see where the Comets have an affiliation with them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, uh, uh, you know, to go back and, um, you know, obviously I grew up in Edmonton, grew up an Oilers fan, and uh, for my, my my first head coaching job at this level to be to be affiliated with the Edmonton Oilers, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of like things have come full circle a little bit. So it's, uh, you know, it's pretty cool now the uh you know the people that that i get to interact with and um you know work with every day on a level um you know are, are guys that uh that i saw growing up uh as oilers or working for the oilers and um so it's 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 really neat it's a you know it's kind of a, a boyhood uh memory for me that uh that uh you know i'm really really uh sometimes i i when i get time to sit back and think about it it's uh it's the best job in the world and, you know, to, uh, to get to have a little bit of that childhood boy in me to, to enjoy it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you mentioned some of the older guys that had played with the Comets in years past. Is it, is it kind of like Hoosiers where they, they, they come and they, they want to tell you how to do things, uh, coming in or, or, you know, how, how it's always <laughs> no. been done, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I think in a way, like the, the the tradition and history of the Comets is, I mean, it's so special, right? Like five, you know, the the championships that they've won and uh, the people that have been around, and like it's just, it's incredible the the uh, the history. So so for me, I, I think it's important that I come in and um, in a way, like I'm I'm acknowledging that and and making sure that we live up to that. Um, while putting my own spin on it but um, you know those guys those are the guys that that built the comets and you know they are the reason why we're one of the top organizations in the ECHL today so you know for me to hear what they have to say and um, you know see why the comets have been so so successful and why they're so big in the community I mean it's uh, you know it's important for me to to hear those guys out and and definitely you know do my best to uh, to to make them proud yeah, yeah. 
Well, I know the game is faster and players are generally better, but is there anything guys who move from the SPHL up to the ECHL maybe are not prepared for? No, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest difference is, like you said, guys are, guys are a little bit bigger, guys are a little bit faster, you know, the game moves a little bit quicker, but but uh, generally, you know, all these guys that come up and whether it's a call up or, um, you know, they make the team the following year or, or anything of that nature, those guys, I mean, those guys can play. The SPHL is a, you know, it's a hell of a league. Um, you know, there's only so many, there's only so many professional jobs in, in North America. And for, uh, you know, for any one of us to, to have a job at the NHL down to the SPHL, we're, we're all you know, very lucky and, and, and very talented individuals that, uh, that play. So I think that, uh, for a lot of guys who play in the SPHL, that that's all they need is an opportunity. And for some guys, they get it and, and other guys, they don't. And, and that's just, that's no different than, than any other business. It's, it's just the way of the world. You, you take advantage of the opportunities that you get and, and, uh, and if not, you, you find a way to make it work where you are. Well, is coaching different? I mean, maybe you don't have as many hats to wear. Yeah, I mean that, that's 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 probably one thing. You know, the definitely uh, you know the budgets aren't quite as tight. Um, you know, I got a, I got a little bit more help. You know, I've I have two full time assistants. I have a GM. Um, you know, so I, there definitely is less things that I have to do, um, but. I mean, the co- coaching is always going to be coaching. I mean, you're, you know, hockey's always hockey, no matter what level it's at. So I think um, for me, it's it's certainly a lot of the off ice stuff I get help with, um, and then can really just focus a little bit more on the on ice stuff. Okay, I don't know if maybe player egos were maybe a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know, you're 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 dealing with. Uh, yeah, I mean for sure. I mean you're you're dealing with with kids that are, you know, and I say kids and I mean it. Like some of you know, we had guys that twenty, twenty one years old last year on NHL contracts, you know, making a hundred and fifty thousand bucks a year, you know, like it's it's uh they're young kids and some of them have a lot of money and some of them, you know, believe that they're should be or on the path to the NHL and, and they are and um sometimes uh, like anything, when they're with us, they're not uh, they're not exactly thrilled. Um, but uh, you know, you're you're just you're it's managing people and trying to put guys in the right situations. And um, yeah, it can make things a little difficult. But at the end of the day, we're all hockey players, and um, we all uh, we all want the best for the team and and, and for each individual. Uh-huh. Well, now, since this is a Havoc podcast, let's let's get back to that a little bit. What's what's something that stands out most for you from your days with Huntsville? Maybe a certain play or a fight, even. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, for me, it's 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 uh, playing wise, it's it's always going to be it, it's always going to be that 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 magical run we had to the finals. I mean. You know, it was it was pretty awesome. We, uh, you know, that that year we were the eighth seed, and and we came in and knocked off a, a Fayetteville team, and um, 
you know, it's a, it, I remember it. I can still remember it to the day. We, we were up game one. We played game two in Fayetteville. We were winning the, the whole game. And I remember uh, Brett Liscombe, who is an ex-Havoc player, and I played with him. Um, Liskim came in the last minute of the game, and he high-flipped the puck from probably five or eight feet outside the blue line. And uh, I missed it. I just missed the puck, and it went in. Uh, that tied the game. And I remember, uh, I remember Justin Fox losing his mind. Like he was like he was completely. He he was mad at me, and rightfully so. It was a horrendous goal that I let in. Um, and uh, but we ended up winning that game in overtime. And uh, you know we still we still tell this story that story to the day because it's. It's pretty funny. It might have been the worst goal ever allowed in the SPHL. And, uh, you know, Foxy having a meltdown in the hallway, and uh, we ended up winning the game in overtime. So, you know, that was really cool because uh, if we didn't win that game in overtime, I, I don't know if we win that series. That that Fayetteville team was stacked. And um, and then the next round, we moved forward, and we played my old team in Louisiana and ended up beating them, and, and that was a, a really special moment for me to – you know, you beat a team that essentially says you're you're not good enough to play for them anymore. So uh, that was cool, and just always uh, always a, a memory I'll I'll remember. And you know, I remember we lost to the Pensacola team. Uh, it was an awesome team, great team. Um, and I remember the the hug I shared at Center Ice with uh, the late Dan Buccella, um, whom I played with the year prior. And um, you know, after Dan passed earlier this year. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty, it, it was, uh, it was just a memory of, uh, you know, I saw that picture getting passed around social media, of, you know, Dan winning a championship and, um, you know, what a great moment for him and a low point for me. And I still remember there at center ice and you can see Dan giving me a big hug and, and saying something in my ear. And that's something, uh. You know, I still, I, I still will, and I'll always remember that. Yeah. Um, what team did you enjoy beating the most when you were here? <laughs> uh, the, I think, uh, you know, the rivalry between, uh, the rivalry between uh, Huntsville and Knoxville is pretty healthy. Um, you know, so that was always a big one for me. I wasn't, you know, when I played, Birmingham wasn't a team yet. They yeah. weren't in the league yet, so. Um, I know that rivalry has uh, has turned into a, a big deal there in in, in uh, the Alabama area. But uh, for me, it was always – I mean, we, we had some battles with, with Knoxville over the years, and I think they loved beating us, and, and we loved beating them. Um, in, in my internet stalking of you, um, I ran across <laughs> – did you know you were listed in the IMDb? <laughs> I didn't for what? <laughs> there's a there's a, a havoc video out there that uh, I, I just did a search for Jesse Kalicky and you came up in the IMDb and I'm like I thought I, I didn't know he was in the movies or anything but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know there's a there's a havoc video that's uh, listed in there for something I didn't watch it but um, I don't know I just I thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I, I have no idea what that could be. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those ridiculous commercials that, uh, that I had to shoot over the years, but, 
Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. So that's, that, that's cool. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we get to get out of here, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard any of our episodes or not, but what I like to do is wind up with what I call puck out of play questions where they're just, they're out there. Not, they're not okay. necessarily hockey related. Okay. Uh, so uh, my first question would be to you, What what's your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, easy. Favorite movie's Top Gun. That's, uh, that was my favorite movie growing up. I, I think if I wasn't a hockey player, that, that would have been, I would have, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. And um, I guess to this day, I still do. I'm probably a little bit past that now, uh, be possible, but uh, hands down favorite movie. Okay. All right. What about TV show? Or, TV or, show. or maybe what you're streaming right now? Yeah, that's a, uh, I actually, uh, I just finished uh, Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, last last week, and I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. So we uh, we moved on to the uh, the Yellowstone uh, spinoff, the eighteen eighty three, and I'm enjoying that right now too. So if uh, if you like Yellowstone, definitely check that out because it's great. Okay, that seems to be a popular answer from <laughs> other players too. Uh, favorite food? Oh, favorite food. Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. Probably, probably pizza. I mean, I like pizza, steak. Eat a lot of steak. We grill a lot here, so anything you can grill. Um, <laughs> you know, steak. Steak's a big one. Though we eat a lot of uh, a lot of steaks and and Greek salads in my house. So, um, you know, something like that probably. Okay. What about uh, favorite singer, band, or music genre? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm country. So, you know, anything country, you know, Morgan Wallen is, uh, is huge right now. I, I like him. And, um, recently though, been, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of Zach Bryan on my playlist. He's, he's, uh, he's kind of blowing up right now. So, uh, been, uh, he, he's getting a lot of streams in, in the house. Okay. All right. Uh, and the last one, give us some Jesse Kalicky trivia. You know, maybe something that not a lot of people know about you that's not too embarrassing, you know, or a guilty, ple- <laughs> or a guilty pleasure. Oh, man, it's uh, I, I wish I wish I had I wish I had more. You know, I think uh, I think, uh, you know, with with my, my parents, they, uh, you know, they still live on a on a, on a horse ranch and, uh, you know, work work on it and have horses. And I think, uh, you know, for me, that's. Uh, if I if I wasn't doing hockey, you know, I, I'd certainly uh, I'd like to be living that Yellowstone life. So, you know, I think that between hockey and and uh, hockey takes up all my time, but uh, there's no doubt I, I I wish I was a cowboy, cowboy full time. It's uh, it's something I wish I could be. Maybe a cowboy pilot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a hell of a combo. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay, and and I I started to say maybe I answered my own questions when I pulled uh, brought up the IMDb thing. So, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate your time. Um, and uh, we wish you good luck on your uh, career path there. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll make your way back down through Huntsville for some reason or another. Hey, you never, you never know. The hockey world's a small one, and 
um, you know, definitely uh, I follow along and, you know, I'm excited to see the, uh, I'm excited to see the, you know, Stu's, Stuart Steffen's, uh, you know, his journey that, that he's going on now and, and with Ty Piacentini, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Havoc are uh, kind of going into a new generation and um, a new route and, I can't wait to see, uh, I can't wait to see where they go. Yeah. Me, uh, us either. Uh, we're, we're excited <laughs> for it too. <laughs> we're like, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, young, young faces coming on the team this year. So, so far anyway. Yeah. And well, yeah, even the well, ones that are coming back. So. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, they were able to have a core there for a long time with, you know, guys like Nolan Kaiser and Cy Nukovic and, and, you know, Rob Dar, like guys were there a long time and, you know, now it's time to, uh, to build that new core and, and for Stu and Ty to lead them in that, uh, you know, kind of in that direction. So I think big things are, are coming and, um, you know, I think, uh, good days are, are ahead for the, for the Havoc. So can't wait to see and, and follow along and, and be just as big of a fan as everybody else listening. Yeah. Those, those, those guys can't stay here forever. I mean, I know we would like to see <laughs> We'd like to see Nick Saban hang around uh, for a he long might, time. He might stay. He might stay forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck, uh, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you down the road. Cool. All Sounds right. good. All right. Okay. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. That was former Havoc goalie and assistant coach Jesse Kalicki in the slot. We want to wish him good luck in his career path. Look for Recon Havoc on Facebook and follow Recon Havoc AL on Instagram, Threads, and X. You can also hear episodes on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, play the Recon Havoc podcast. The Recon Havoc podcast. Every 40 seconds, a child goes missing somewhere in the U.S. You can help in the effort to find missing kids simply by donating your car or boat to Find the Children, a nonprofit organization dedicated to returning missing children to their families. Find the Children works closely with national and community agencies and organizations and helps distribute flyers and posters that are directly responsible for recovering missing kids. Your car or boat donation helps protect and recover children in every state and community by sponsoring child safety and recovery programs. For fast, free pickup, call anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Running or not, your car, truck, van, RV, or boat will be towed away free of charge. Fast, free pickup, plus it's tax deductible. Everyone wins when you donate your car or boat to find the children. Call right now. 800-466-8813. 800-466-8813. That's 800-466-8813. The Havoc's first goalie signing came in the form of Reed Cooper earlier this week. Cooper played at Robert Morris University and Curry College. He was named the Commonwealth Coast Conference Goaltender of the Year and Co-Player of the Year and was signed by the Washington Capitals to an amateur tryout agreement, serving as their backup goalie for a game on April 13th. You can enter to win an opening night VIP experience, four goal tickets to opening night on October 27th, one team signed jersey, and a chance to sit on the bench during warm-ups. Deadline to register is October 6th. Go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com to the Fan Zone tab. The fourth annual Havoc Classic Golf Tournament is coming up August 28th at Cherokee Ridge. Cost is $500 for a foursome. There will be a shotgun start at 1 p.m. with registration starting at noon. 
You can sign up your teams online at HuntsvilleHavoc.com under the Golf Tournament tab. Half and quarter season tickets are now on sale. Go online to HuntsvilleHavoc.com and click on the Tickets tab. The Havoc is hiring game day staff for the 2023-24 season, including ruckus and chaos mascot performers, camera operators, and concession workers and servers. You can apply online by going to HuntsvilleHavoc.com, clicking on the Contact Us tab, and then selecting game day staff. College interns are needed for next season to fill sports administration and sports media positions. For more information, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com to the Contact Us tab and click on Internships. Join the Havoc Text Club for exclusive offers, information, and more. Go to the Huntsville Havoc Facebook page for the sign-up link. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-586-9885-800-586-9885-800-586-9885. That's 800-586-9885. For tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise, and more, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Visit our website at ReekinHavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Reekin Havoc podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Reekin Havoc podcast.